0: (laughs) Emily, to be fair, I I started that on purpose Mm because you had a thing in your mouth. Because
1: you're really rude.
0: I know. This is who I am.
1: Mm -hmm. This is who I'm meant to be. This is me. So we (laughs) just saw The Greatest Showman last night. Mm -hmm. Our Tuesday. Yes.
0: Um, Yes, we are recording this on a Wednesday. Whoa. Um, I know. I'm really peeling back the curtain. Woo. Um, uh, for anybody who's wondering, uh, if this is going to be a, a more shittily edited episode, yes, is the answer. Cause I have a day to do it.
1: I mean, you've had less than a day to do it before. Um,
0: somewhat. Yes. And tomorrow and is not too.
1: your birthday. So. <laughs> oh
0: fuck. I completely forgot
1: about that. <laughs> yeah. I did. Can you believe
0: how many months it's been that we've been doing this podcast?
1: No. Oh my God. Bam, bam. Are you going to be okay?
0: We have some angry cats. In I think he's
1: lost. Areas. Hey, oh, he found us. Okay. He found us. We're good. Number one fan is back. Yes.
0: Now, I do want to say, like, we are fully aware that uh, P.T. Barnum is a horrible man. Oh, God, yes. In real life, he was hideous. Yes. Uh, just a terrible person. Completely. And it'd be really cool if, like, eventually we could, as a country, have a reckoning with that. Among and have... other things. Yes, oh, among many other things. I mean,
1: I feel like there's more important things in line that need to be reckoned.
0: Absolutely. But it'd be cool, like, if maybe we could have a non-musical someday that comes out about his real-ass life. Yeah. Um, and how he treated people.
1: But I mean, it was a really cool movie.
0: But in the meantime, it was a dope-ass movie. And
1: the elephants and were great.
0: Elephant butts for no reason.
1: Watching the world burn. It was lovely. They um, spoke to me. And the songs were good. <laughs> and the girl that was the tree was fantastic. We were all very proud of her. If you've Cat seen her. identified with her. <laughs> yes,
0: in the end of the movie, there's a girl dancing ballet, and her sister is a tree behind her, just waving her tiny little twig branches, and it's so cute. And in the middle of the theater, complete fucking silence, Cat goes, ha, same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking big mood. Subtle. So subtle. I felt bad for literally everyone else in that theater. Oh, I did. Because there too. was that, and then. I know I lost it and I kept setting cat off and it got, it was a really serious moment. It was a really
0: serious part. I was like, are you all (laughs) sociopaths? Somebody is like dying or some shit.
1: Although I was laughing so hard, I was crying. So I mean, (laughs) it was appropriate in a way.
0: It's not like emotions weren't there at all, I guess.
1: I was feeling things. Yes, you were feeling the Maybe the wrong things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it was dope. Um, And and here we are now, uh, recording an episode. We apologize for missing last week. Yes. Um, We had a show together. Yeah. Uh, And it was just a goddamned nightmare. It was. Um, It was so much. It was very much. Um, but that show is done now, and it went very well. It did. It we, did. We, we got a. We had a good turnout. Yeah. Despite a blizzard. Oh my God! I know. Um, so now that's past, and to make it up to you, dear listeners, we are going to do two episodes
1: Woo! in a row. There might be a crocodile in one of these episodes.
0: Um, I'm excited to hear about that one. <laughs> uh, but that's next week, you bitches. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jokes on you.
0: <laughs> next week we're probably going to do some weird stories like a crocodile on an airplane like a fucking holy shit what <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned oh my god but now uh we're gonna just take it down a little bit we're gonna hit up some true oh crime
1: well, so buckle up grab yourself a glass of wine mm-hmm. or water or whatever floats your boat whatever on comfort levels yep eat a cupcake um just get comfy
0: cozy and we're gonna talk to you about some monsters and people who survive them which is lovely Um, Emily is going to shove half a cupcake (laughs) into her mouth at this very moment. Um, But it's my turn to go first anyway, so you just do you. (laughs) And you continue to do you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a... What's this called? Jam jar. We're drinking jam jar wine, Mm -hmm. which just tastes like grape jelly, and it's all
1: good all the time forever. It's really good, and it goes really well with cupcakes.
0: Yes, we are eating um, some, like, unicorn universe cosmos cupcakes
1: and we have pictures of it on the instagram it's very cute you should check it out
0: and now i have a unicorn ring you guys i'm just so fucking stoked
1: yes uh, all She right. made sure to put it on before we started recording mm-hmm.
0: it was very important to me i need this unicorn's power to get through this story
1: uh-huh. uh yeah it's uh
0: it's not gonna be good y'all let's just like Mm-mm. let's just fucking say oh also one last thing we're sharing a mic tonight so if we sound like trash garbage um that's why Meow. Or maybe it will sound amazing. I'm not sure. I feel like I should light a candle. The weirdest part about it is sitting directly next to you while we do this.
1: Well, you always said you had issues not being able to see my face. Can you see me now?
0: Yeah, I can, and now I'm uncomfortable with it. Mm. You have so much frosting.
1: (laughs) In and around your mouth. I'm just setting the
0: mood. I like this mood. Let's continue (laughs) with this particular mood. Okay. So, um... We both ended up on the same Reddit today (laughs) looking for dope survival stories because those people have more time on their hands than we do, and I trust them.
1: Eh. Uh,
0: I mean, I shouldn't, uh, but only with this one thing, really.
1: I trust them after researching for
0: myself. exactly. So I did come across a person who mentioned some of their favorite survival stories, and I realized we'd done quite a few of them, uh, but we hadn't done this one. So I picked it, and then I regretted it because it's uh, sad. It's a sad one, you guys. Yeah.
1: The funny thing is, I also looked at this one. She knows what I'm doing, <laughs> and I said no.
0: <laughs> I'm here to fuck y'all up. So, our survivor's name is Shasta Grony. Um, I'm hoping I'm not gonna say her last name wrong at any point. It's not spelled like Grony, but I heard it on a thing, so I think that's correct. And Is it Shasta or Shasta? I'm. You know what? I'm actually not sure. It might be I lived Shasta. On Shasta. Okay. And I just always see A's like that, and I think Shasta. But it totally might be Shasta. Um, based on the names of everybody else in the family, it seems like Shasta seems appropriate. Anyway, so um, that's our survivor. And our uh, I called him a fuckhead on this one. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel like writing the word perpetrator or anything, so I just called that's him a, lot a fuckhead. Of syllables. Yes, this fuckhead is Joseph Duncan III. You already hate him, and if you don't, you should. Um, I'm going to start a little bit about Duncan, as I usually do, before we get into our good, good, sweet survivor. Um, so, Duncan was born in 1963, the same year as my father. Oh. (laughs) In, uh, Tacoma, Washington, and he was already committing heinous crimes by the tender age of 15. Good job, buddy. Um, and by heinous crimes, I mean he raped a nine-year-old at gunpoint.
1: Bad job, buddy.
0: Very, very bad job, buddy.
1: Um... Yeah, so that's the
0: kind of shit we're dealing with.
1: I thought you were going to say like robbery no. or like, peeping Tom. No, he just went all out. He did. Okay. This is the
0: only thing he ever wanted to do, it seems.
1: Uh, gross.
0: Oh, fun fact. Uh, the fact that this story even exists is due to multiple complete and utter miscarriages of justice. So oh. let's all have fun with that for a minute. Oh,
1: God. Well I okay. go through all the
0: things he should have been in prison for. Oh, oh God. Um, so after raping said nine-year-old, I do not know their name, um, and stealing a car, Duncan was sentenced to, uh, as a juvenile, and he went to Dislin's Boys Ranch. <laughs> Dislin. We're no. going to Disney! No, no, that's Dislin's boyfriend. Disney! No, Duncan, you've been a very bad boy. Disney! You are fucking disgusting. <laughs> you have to go away for a while. Didn't he? <laughs> so anyway, he did get some counseling there, um, and he was released some, some <laughs> months later. Oh, God. Ra- raped a nine-year-old. Yeah, months. but he was
1: also probably tried as a juvenile. He
0: was. Uh, he was 15 years old, so yes, yeah. he was. And so- they never,
1: even for the most horrific of crimes, usually unless... And it's happened more as we've gotten into a more current time period. Sure. And I get it. That they fight to try them as adults, but Mm -hmm. back then, no.
0: Yeah. And I, like, you know, I get it. Like, there's Mm -hmm. a certain thing to be said for, like, people's brains aren't fully developed and they've had bad upbringings. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what this guy's deal is because he just continues from there. Yeah. So he's let out. And then in 1980, he's 17 at this point, he stole um, some guns from a neighbor and then abducted and raped a 14-year-old boy. At gunpoint. Uh, he was then caught and sentenced to twenty years in prison. Okay. Dece. Uh, I That's... would think twenty to life would be cool.
1: Yeah. Um we're getting on the right track here. Yep, yeah, sort of. Um feel like we're gonna derail. But mm.
0: after 14 years he was paroled for good behavior. So 14 years later, he was seventeen when he committed this crime, he's thirty-one years old and he's back out on the streets. Which is just so fucking great, I don't even know how to process it. I am so angry already. Anyway, um, so uh, he was ordered uh, not to interact with minors, mm. which I'm sure, uh, given his record, he really. Yeah, followed Yeah, he totally with
1: followed that. that. He totally respected that, mm-hmm. and he seems like the guy who would listen
0: to the judge. Mm-hmm. All right, so the problem was not solved. Uh, He was eventually sent back to prison for, like, a whole goddamn month for violating parole, and then was paroled again. And then he violated parole again, and then he was (laughs) paroled again. (laughs) It was, like, a whole mess of shit. So
1: he skinnamarinky-dinky-dinked around the parole board. And then, during one of these... It was a little confusing, but during one of these
0: periods where he was paroled, um, it is thought that he murdered a 10-year-old boy named Anthony Michael Martinez. Um, They were never able to... Like, he, he eventually admitted to the crime, but at the time there was no evidence as to who did it. Um, so that's cool. Oh, I did say here, um, that uh, the world is garbage and everyone in it is garbage and every day I pray for the sweet release of death. I did type that all in she one. She did. I, I see did that now. in one sentence because I was very angry at this point. Um, so he was eventually sent back to prison but paroled again in 2002 hmm. when he moved to Fargo, North
1: Dakota. Nothing good comes from Fargo. Yes, exactly. Um,
0: he, in 2004, so I don't know what he was doing for four years, probably murdering some people we don't know about. Uh in two thousand four he molested a kid in Minnesota at a playground, was arrested. But then uh he was almost like somebody posted bail for him, but before they could, he skipped town. Bye. Uh and fled the state. Hmm. Um, so our man is on the run. Uh he's the worst. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce our survivor now. Yeah. Again, Shasta, probably mm-hmm. Grony. The Grony family lived in uh Cerdaline? Cur, Kerr? Cerdaline. Well, however they might pronounce it in Idaho. Yeah, I don't think is. they're going to say that in Idaho. Probably not. It's a French name, but it's Idaho. So the Grony family lived there uh, in 2005. Um, her mother's name was Brenda Groney. Um, at the time, Brenda was living with her boyfriend, Mark McKenzie, and uh, Brenda's three children. Slade, who was 13, Dylan, who was 9, and Shasta, who was 8. Dylan! Dylan. Um, really, Slade didn't, uh. wasn't the one that really piqued your interest. I was reading these names like, hell yes, this woman had an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. She was sticking to it. So, <sighs> alright. On May 16th, 2005, a neighbor came to the grony house to find that uh, no one appeared to be home, but the family car was sitting in the driveway and the doors were open. Oh! Yeah, and there was a dog inside going, fucking nut bar. Uh-oh. Yeah, so he called the police, like a smart yeah. one. Yeah, <clears throat> And inside, they found the bodies of, mm. yeah, I hate the term, uh, they found the bodies, because uh, then it's like, what? Well, That's a plural. Yes. Um, They found Brenda, Mark, and 13-year-old Slade. Damn All it. killed. Uh, With uh, blunt force trauma to the head, basically. Uh, The two younger siblings, Dylan and Shasta, were nowhere to be found. Oh, no. Yes. So a search was launched for the children pretty much immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, And they kept searching for a while. Eventually, a person of interest did pop up. Somebody who had some priors who knew the family, but he... Um, actually got out with a... He did, like, a lie detector test. Yeah. And and passed, which, you know, as we know, can be some bullshit. Mm -hmm. But in this case, he did not do the crime. No. (laughs) So it's fine. No. It was a different asshole. Right. A totally different douche. So, on May 19th... So this is three days after the kids are discovered missing. A tip is put into police about a man in a white van approaching a business owner in Bonners Ferry, Idaho for directions to Libby, Montana. Um... I haven't been to these areas. I don't know how far apart those are, but they're right next to each other as states.
1: So will yeah, but I mean, there's like lots of flat earth. Yeah, I mean, you can just them. see
0: in every direction for yeah. like goddamn fifty miles out yeah. there. It's creepy. I used I drove through Montana once. Mm. It was nuts. Yeah, like just everywhere is stretching. You ever want to feel alone, alone? Yeah, that, that'll do it. That's that's the place to go. Right. Um... So, oh, and when he did this, when he was asking for directions of this business owner, he had two children with him who matched the description hmm. of Shasta and Dylan. Uh, And then nothing for weeks. They found absolutely fucking nothing. Nobody popped up with any more tips for a really long time. So this community uh, that I'm not going to pronounce again, the French one, is freaking out. They don't have a lot of murders. Like, it's the only thing anyone's ever reporting about. It's traumatized the entire community. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, um, turns out Joseph Duncan had spotted the Grony family around town uh, and had spent days watching them before making his move. Um, he even bought night vision goggles uh, so that he could watch their house at night, which was really fucking cool and not at all creepy. Um, when he did make his move, he broke into their house, he killed Brenda, Mike, and Slade with a hammer, mm. which is just horrific.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then he took Dylan and Shasta. As we know, this dude's a fucking pedophile. Yeah. Um, so he tied their hands and feet and put them in the back of a van. Ugh. His white van. And then this he... This is why you don't get into vans. <coughs> yeah, and I mean, obviously they didn't have any choice, but just like, as a rule... But still. Don't get into vans. Yeah, um, so he then took them, he was asking for directions to Libby, Montana, because he went to a campground there, and that is where they stayed, just uh, sort of in the woods for a bunch of time. No! Um, not a ton is known about, like, exactly what happened day to day That's with probably them. for the best. Yeah, mostly because, like, the survivor is, was eight years old at the time, and I didn't find anything yeah. that Duncan said That's himself.
1: a pretty traumatic experience. Absolutely. Uh,
0: she does say some shit. We'll get to that. Oh, God. In fact, I'm going to get to it right now. (laughs) Um, However, according to Shasta, Duncan wanted them to call him Daddy. Nope. Uh Uh-huh. And then he had all these rules they had to follow. And he would alternate between being nice and, quote, really, really mean. Including tying Shasta to a tree while Duncan repeatedly beat Dylan with a stick. That sort of thing. It sort of seemed like Dylan took the brunt of things. Yeah. From uh, Duncan's track record, it seemed like boys were more his jam. So unfortunately, you know, I'm not really sure everything that happened to Dylan, and I'm glad that I don't. And I feel yeah,
1: bad.
0: yeah. Um, but the really, really shitty thing is, <laughs> it's very shitty. It's so fucking shitty. Um, at some point during the the abduction, Duncan shot Dylan. This was apparently after torturing him by. Uh, suffocating him until he was passed out and then reviving him and then doing it again. And then eventually he just shot him and left his body in the woods. Shasta later said, oh, this is going to be so hard. Shasta later said uh, that Duncan would make fun of Dylan for being afraid of the dark and call him a coward, but, quote, he wasn't. He was a very brave boy. Oh, I know. <sighs> hey, anyone want to die yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All of this stuff is stuff I've written down because I was having a very hard time with this one, you guys. So anyway. Hey, this is a survivor story. Yeah. 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 Let's let's all remind ourselves of that for a second. I
1: don't think mine's going to be happier than yours. Fuck!
0: (laughs) This is why we only do true crime every other or every couple. Because it's like, oh, oh, I need a fucking shower. I need to dip my face in acid and like not be on this earth anymore. Ugh. So look, I couldn't find exact dates for things. You'll mm, see my little.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like your underscores. I know. I
0: I did a little like find that couldn't. Um, but uh, in like mid July, um, Duncan eventually takes she- uh, Shasta out of the woods and brings her to a Denny's. I assume that perhaps he just kind of got tired of feeding her gas station food or whatever. That adds up. Yeah, it do. But uh hey dummy, uh they're looking for that child and they are. brought her into public. Yeah. You know you know public outdoors. Where the people are
1: like like Ariel, yeah. the little mermaid.
0: She he just wanted to be where the people are. Yeah. Wanted to see wanted to see him dancing.
1: With some cheesy hash browns. <laughs>
0: He wanted some moons over my hammy so bad <laughs> oh, that it overrode his, his instincts. So uh, he brings Shasta in and pretty much immediately a patron recognizes her because he had driven by... A billboard with her face on it to get to the Denny's. And
1: he didn't see it.
0: Yeah. Duncan apparently not a clue. <sighs> Maybe he came from the other direction. I don't know. I don't care. Or
1: he's just real dumb. <laughs> or he's just. Because he's an awful person. Dumb.
0: He's the worst, and you have to lack a certain level of in- uh, intelligence just to be this bad yeah. and lack this empathy yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, it turns out, like, this guy, the patron, goes to. Uh, some of the staff and is like, hey, by the way, uh, and they were like, yeah, we know. <laughs> they, like, they also recognized her because everybody is fucking looking for this kid. Yeah. So they call the police and within like 20 minutes of them being there, um, Duncan is arrested.
1: So that's cool. He didn't get the moons over his hammy.
0: He did not. No more ham for him. Nope. Maybe
1: that's. No, he might. He might get ham in prison. Maybe. Maybe they give you. It's ham. probably bad ham. Rehydrated eggs. Ew. Ugh. Not that you
0: don't get rehydrated eggs at Denny's. Let's all be real.
1: <laughs> but you don't think about it that way because you can like spice it up.
0: You're right. You're right. And there's always you just, you can't like, spice so much...
1: up prison food. Yeah. Ugh. All
0: well, that toilet hooch probably makes everything taste just fine.
1: <laughs> Do you feel dirty for saying that? Yes.
0: Do you si- feel gross? Silence as I take
1: a sip of wine and Emily stares <laughs> at me. <laughs> This might be the downside of us sitting next to each other. Yes.
0: <laughs> just Awkward silences. At you. Even more so than before. Um, Duncan was charged with the murder of Shasta's family. A
1: state crime,
0: and also just sort of a general crime, <laughs> well, just sort of a against humanity type of crime. Didn't he
1: cross state borders with that's, her?
0: Yes, that's the next part.
1: Oh, um,
0: he also crossed state lines for the purpose of sexual exploitation. <laughs> yeah, that's a federal crime. So we yeah. had two trials. Sucks to be you, bitch. Due to some sort of deal making on the part of everyone involved in the trial, um, Shasta did not have to testify. Good. Yes, however, she did give several interviews to police mm-hmm. that were played for the jury, and it was very heart-wrenching. Um, she even took police to the place where um, Duncan had killed her brother. Oh. Yeah, so I'm sure that was very traumatizing for her, but she goddamn did it as a little girl, so that's cool.
1: I um, she remembered where her brother was, though. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, I bet it would be hard to forget, even though woods look the same a lot. I'm sure it would be hard. <laughs> um... So, I literally, all caps here, there was some legal fuckery that happens regarding trial dates being pushed back and appeals and fights over the death penalty. Uh, Because a lot of people, I mean, oh my god, he just, the man doesn't get the death penalty. He probably fucking should have in one of those goddamn trials, but he doesn't. He serves, he's currently serving two consecutive life sentences. Is he still alive? He, I, I think he was still alive as of all the things I looked at. So, at least 2012 and beyond, but I think I also saw one from 2015. You're gross! Yeah. Um, so, we're pretty sure he's still alive, but he's never getting out. Which, let's all just have a fucking moment in which we recognize that he shouldn't have gotten out from maybe the second thing he did. Yeah. In fact, I read something about the mother of Anthony Michael Martinez, who, he, they didn't know who murdered him until Duncan later confessed after already going to trial for a bunch of other shit, Um, this woman was like, uh how do you how does a person like that get off for good behavior? There is no rehabilitation for this person. Yeah. Like this person should have been in prison and never should have killed my son. Like so fucking lutely, lady. I'm so sorry. This is horrible. So as for Shasta, she is still alive. Two thousand five she was eight years old. So she was eighteen in twenty fifteen. That is when I read an article about her. That was a bit of an update from her local area. And she had kind of a hard life. Um she yeah. did Yes, obviously. She lost most of her family to this, but um her father, her biological father Steve, was still around. And obviously he had a really rough time, but they they stayed together and uh, everybody recognized her. For her entire life. And they would be like, well, oh yeah. my god, are you Shasta Grony? Yes. So she spent a lot of time trying to escape that. Um, when she was a teenager, like very young teenager, like 12, 13, she started hanging out with older kids and doing some drugs. So she did unfortunately get pretty deep into some addiction stuff. Obviously just like a person trying to deal with some very severe trauma and like not being able to move on with your life because nobody ever lets you. Yeah, <laughs> Which, I mean... Oh, fuck. Um, so she did have some issues with that, but uh, at the time of this, like, sweet little update with her, she um, she had recently gotten out of a 12-month stint for drugs, um, but it was in, like, juvenile prison, and she met her fiancé there.
1: Aww. Yeah,
0: and she uh, was pregnant, and she was... Yeah, <laughs> But she was, she was very happy to be having a baby And she felt like now that she got out of that She's done with drugs She just wanted to move on with her life And she seemed to be doing really well She was very yeah. excited about like, her whole life Beginning after that Which was very sweet And I do have one quote from her Just to finish up um, So this is what Shasta would say to Joseph Duncan I'd want him to know that he doesn't control me And he doesn't control how I feel He's the person who took away my family and my innocence, but I don't even really think about him. It's just my family, and I want him to know he doesn't have any power right now, because he's the one sitting in prison while I'm out living my life. So that's pretty cool. She seems to have a pretty good handle on things for somebody who's still young, but like, dealt with some shit. Yeah, definitely. Like some real fucking shit. So... We're very proud of Shasta Groney. We are. And that is her survival story of getting through uh, probably the worst thing I've ever goddamn heard. And uh, we do this podcast, so we've heard some shit. Woo! I hated it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, um, I'm going to shove half a cupcake into my mouth while you tell me a story that I'm also probably going to hate.
1: Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah. Uh-oh. <clears throat> so... Let's do. Let's not. A little background. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into what actually happened, and I'm not gonna do an Irish history. Okay. For you. Yeah. That's not our goddamn And then job. I just wrote Google it, nerds.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's talk about the troubles. Ooh. Wait. Is that just like. A name for a period That's what they called it. That's ah, what they called... Yeah, that's I know what they Irish. called the Irish conflict,
0: was the Troubles. That's the most British thing I've ever heard in my entire right? fucking
1: life. Right? Oh, just a little kerfuffle. Because they wanted it to be nonpartisan.
0: Sure. The Troubles. The Who's Troubles. Whose Troubles? We don't, we don't know. It's Who just caused the, the Troubles? Troubles?
1: We don't oh, know. Oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the Troubles also lovingly called the Northern Ireland conflict <laughs> lasted for about thirty years, nineteen sixty eight to nineteen ninety eight, and it was a whole bunch of shit. Mostly in Ireland, but obviously England just had to get involved. Like you do. Mm-hmm. So what what basically like started all of this was the rioting over a loyal order march in Derry. It's known as the Battle of the Bogside, which we can possibly get into it another day. It's all it's like half of this stuff is so much information because there's also the Bloody Sunday in Derry. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember learning about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. fourteen people were shot there. And that was 1972, I think.
0: God, why do I always think that's so much fucking older than it was? Yeah.
1: Oh my god. So there's a couple players involved. So you had the IRA and you had the main one of the main conflicts of the Catholics versus the Protestants. And if you look at Ireland, it's there's still some division In Northern Ireland, you have the Protestant areas, you have the Catholic areas. There are still some marches that happen where the police have to set up because Catholics are going through a Protestant area because it's on their marching path Hmm. from stuff that was established during the Troubles. There's a really interesting documentary, I think it might still be on Netflix, Hmm. about one of these community groups that does the drumming with the marches, but it's really sort of a gang Oh, it's yeah, because <laughs> they're ready to fight, and there's usually fights. Fuck, like the cops are ready.
0: So shit's still kind
1: of going on. I mean, yeah, it's calmed down some, mm-hmm. and they've they've reached the peace treaty, and they have established government on how to handle this and all that. But you can't change culture because a lot of the people that are adults now were kids then. Yeah, and now they're having. Yeah, they're having their own kids. So like if we look at like the civil rights movement in America mm-hmm. and the ideals that are still floating around from that mm-hmm. and being passed from generation to generation, almost take that times 10 cuz sure. we're now heavily involving religion. Mm, yeah, fuck. Yeah. So there was lots of bombings. Car bombs were huge method of delivery. Right. Fire bombings of buildings, burning out streets, massacres. And speaking of massacres... (laughs) (laughs) That's not a fucking...
0: Oh my God! You can't just say, (laughs) speaking of massacres, fuck off. I was (laughs) proud of my transition. Screw you. very bad and wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's the title of the episode. Speaking of massacres. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Okay, so.
0: (laughs) Go on,
1: fuck. So, after Bombay Street was burned out, there was the Royal Ulster Constabulary. I'm not saying that again. From now on, it's the RUC.
0: Sounds good. They
1: weren't helping with the conflict. They used heavy machine guns towards Catholics and their homes, and they actually ended up killing a young boy because of this. Oh, no. And then the British Army was deployed to restore order because that always goes so well. Mhm. Yeah, Mark. So law. now we've got Northern Ireland Civil Rights Associations, Labour Parties, Radical Republican Clubs, we've got the RUC, we've got the British Army, we've got a whole bunch of shit going on and everyone's hands are super dirty in this. It's
0: almost as if when you put people together who
1: have a lot of guns, it doesn't go well. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So after that massacre, it kicked off more from the IRA because everyone needs to escalate with more and more responses and higher death counts. So the IRA then killed over 100 British soldiers in 1972, mainly with car bombs. And then then we talk about Bloody Friday, which for anyone who doesn't know... July twenty first, nine people were killed and a hundred and thirty people were injured oh when God. they set off nearly simultaneous car bombs. Can you guess how many? How many car bombs? They they set off together?
0: Is it more than five? Yeah. Is it more than ten? Yeah. By a lot? Mm-hmm. Is it like twenty? Twenty six. Oh shit. Yeah. Wait, all at the same time?
1: Yeah, pretty close to the same time. That
0: is some coordination.
1: Yeah, also, they, they were hilarious. serious. Holy fuck. Yep. So, from 1971 to 1974, it was a very, very violent time to be alive. There were multiple shootings with a lot of number of deaths, with civilians, people getting caught in the crossfire... And it was also recently discovered that there might have been an undercover unit by the military that were also carrying out assassinations and shootings of Catholics. What? And it, they were responsible for at least ten deaths.
0: Wait, like, like, like state organized? Yeah. Killings of Catholics? Yeah. Oh my
1: god! Yeah. It's a, yeah. Can we all just
0: take a moment and recognize that the 70s were the worst decade? They were. I mean, there's a lot of bad shit in a lot of bad decades. The 70s really tops it off. Yeah. Fucking horrific shit all over the place. Yeah. Okay, so,
1: 1975. The IRA and the British government started truce, and they started talking IRA said, yep, okay, we're going to stop our attacks. And the British pulled back a lot of their force and raids and searches. They stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. But not everybody was happy with this. Oh, no, really? So a whole bunch of people died. Attacks were still happening. So this whole idea of peace wasn't really a thing. Because I have paragraphs and paragraphs of lots of people who have died. But we're not going to talk about any of that. Oh, my God. Because that's, like, over 300 dead people that I I don't want to talk about right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's jump forward. January 5th, 1976. Oh, good. So, just after 5.30 in the evening, there was a red Ford Transit minibus that was carrying 16 textile workers home from their workplace in Glen Ann. Now, five of them were Catholics, and 11 were Protestants. This is important. Oh. Okay, so, four of the Catholics got out of the bus, and they continued on their way. Now, when they got to the top of a hill, they were stopped and searched by the British Army. As the bus stopped, 11 gunmen in combat uniforms with blackened faces popped out of the bushes. Um. Yeah. And one of the guys started ordering the workers to get out of the bus and line up to face it with their hands on the roof. And then he asked, who is Catholic? Now, for those of you doing math at home... We now know there's only one Catholic left because four of them got out. Right. So the one Catholic whose name was Richard Hughes, he was scared that the gunmen were loyalists who had come to kill him. And his his work companions were trying to stop him from identifying himself, but he he did the thing. He said who he was. He said he was Catholic and they told him to go and don't look back. Oh. So they then immediately opened fire on the 11 other people.
0: So there's 11 people who were Protestant on the bus, and there were 11 gunmen.
1: Yes. Weird. And so these 11 men, these textile workers who were literally just coming home from work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: were shot at a very close range with automatic rifles.
0: Oh, Fuck, that'll fuck you right
1: up. total of 136 rounds were fired in less than a minute.
0: That's too many of those.
1: Yes. They were shot waist height, so above the waist, and obviously collapsed on each other, because this is a huge burst of gunfire. Fuck. Now, you would think after firing 136 rounds, they'd be like, yeah, okay, we're good. No, no. The gunmen reloaded and then the order was given to finish them. Oh. Uh, and then they let off another burst of gunfire into the pile of bodies. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then uh, <laughs> What? And then Oh god. One of the gunmen walked around through the dying men and shot each of them in the head.
0: Right. Just making sure. Yep. How do you fire like 200, probably total rounds, and not kill everybody. That's my fucking cue.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, well. Seems dumb. Yes. So, 10 of the 11, because this is a survivor story. Yes. 10 of the 11 died at the scene.
0: Oh my god.
1: Now, there was one person named Alan Black who survived.
0: Fabulous name, Alan.
1: He was shot 18 times. Oh, my God. One of the bullets had actually grazed his head. Oof. There was a quote from him saying, I didn't even flinch because I knew if I moved, there would be another one.
0: Holy shit. Yeah.
1: So after the shooting, the gunmen left the scene, apparently very casually.
0: Oh, sure. They just,
1: they just walked off. Covered in black with painted faces and automatic rifles. Sure. Hey, good
0: killing, guys. Really good killing tonight. I'm really proud of all of our progress here yeah. uh, as killers. Uh, it's been great.
1: Yeah. So, a married couple found the scene. And also, if you Google the crime scene photos, a lot of them are in black and white. Which is a bad sign. Hmm.
0: Because
1: that usually indicates a lot of blood.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about
1: that. Holy shit. So... They find this murder scene, and they start praying with the bodies. Oh, God. But then, they found Alan Black in a ditch, and called for an ambulance, and he was taken to the hospital, he had an operation, and he survived. Yay! Here's the other thing. Remember that that Catholic guy that walked away? Yeah. Richard Hughes? He... Also stopped a car and got a ride to the police station to give a heads up on what was happening
0: oh, okay,
1: so this kind of speaks to a camaraderie that can be built over religions in Ireland right now,
0: right because, because he was
1: a Catholic and they were all protestants
0: right, so he's trying he was he was trying to save them yeah regardless.
1: because they also tried to save him
0: right that's legit, yeah. People are just people. People are just people. All knew each other from work. Yeah. Woof.
1: Yeah. So there's a quote from one of the first officers on the scene. Um, his name is Billy McCawney. McKay.
0: McCawney. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Billy McKay. I don't care. Billy.
1: <laughs> Officer Billy. Oh,
0: hi, Officer Billy.
1: Um, so he said, When we arrived, it was utter carnage. Men were lying two or three together. Blood was flowing, mixed with water from the rain. Someone else had a quote as well, Johnston Chapman, who was the uncle of two of the victims, said the dead workmen were, quote, just lying there like dogs, blood everywhere. Mm. So at least two of the victims were so badly mutilated that immediate relatives were prevented from identifying them.
0: Like, they just couldn't even recognize their own The
1: gunfire had mutilated them Uh, so badly. And then one of the relatives said that the hospital's mortuary was like a butcher shop with bodies lying on the floor like slabs of meat. Because they just, there was so much happening. It would make sense that a lot of the mortuaries were running out of room for the bodies. Oh
0: my god, Because of how
1: many people died. It's
0: like, we can't bury them fast enough. Yeah. Which is horrific.
1: Yeah. Obviously, like, some people tried to take claim for the killings, so there was a telephone caller who tried to claim responsibility for the attack on behalf of the South Arma Republican Action Force.
0: That is too long of a name.
1: They said it was a retaliation for murders that had happened the night before. The IRA denied having any responsibility for these killings. Shocking. They were like, nope, we didn't do this, this is awful, that wasn't us. Even though, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Because some of the guns that were used in the massacre were seized and linked to the IRA. Hmm. Hmm. It came to truth in 2011, uh, a team concluded that the IRA members were responsible. Well, fuck. And had claimed the attack using a cover name. So, Sinn Féin is a a political group. Mm. They're the left-wing Irish Republican political party. And there was a response to the report by the Sinn Féin spokesman, Mitchell McLaughlin, and he said that he continued to believe the denials by the IRA. But later, they were asked to publicly accept that the forensic evidence on the firearms used put the IRA's responsibility beyond question. Like, they can't keep denying it. Sure.
0: Their guns, their problem anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There were also some informer claims that backed it up, and Alan Black himself also believed that the IRA was to blame for it.
0: Fuck, okay.
1: Yep. So... No charges were ever made against anyone with regard to the Kingsville Massacre. There were plenty of calls to reopen the case and keep investigating to try and find who was responsible, but it just it would have been so difficult. And especially if there were double agents, those trails would have been covered.
0: Sure. Fuck. Yep. Plus, I'm sure there's a lot more stuff going on.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, they had so many attacks happening almost every day. And with oh. retaliations escalating, just trying to stay afloat.
0: It's like there's like a constant gang war, but like kind of everybody's a part of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, Whether they want to be or not. Right. This is where it gets maybe a little more lighthearted.
0: Oh good, I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah. So forty two years later, after the massacre, there one of the Sinn Fein political faces, Barry McElduff, tried to meet with our survivor and with other victims families to offer apologies. And everyone said no. So, the evening of the 42nd anniversary of the massacre, mm. Mr. McElduff decided to get on Twitter. Uh, uh-oh. That, that's literally never good.
0: No. No one's ever said, I'm gonna get on Twitter and talk about this, and had it be, like, a really good thing.
1: He decided to post a video on Twitter with a loaf of King's Mill bread on his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me find it.
0: What the fuck does that mean?
1: That's oh. the caption from the video.
0: Great. Yeah,
1: it's literally him in a hoodie with King's Mill bread on his head.
0: So he did that, and then I'm seeing a lot of things here are he, repro- he apologizes, so this didn't go over well.
1: No. No. <laughs> no, he was saying that he never meant to cause offense. He was very apologetic. He deleted the video. Mm-hmm. But, uh... No, people, people were not about it at all. <laughs> because he, just, he didn't think that there'd be any link between the brand name of the bread and the actual King's Mill anniversary.
0: But it's on the anniversary that you did the video. Yep. So, like, what the fuck is even the point of that?
1: Yeah. So, our survivor, Alan Black, did speak to the Irish Times. And his quote on this was, That was planned. He had someone set up to take the video. He was standing alongside the Celebrations chocolate with a loaf of bread on his head. It's just absolutely disgusting what he did, and it was absolutely deliberate.
0: Ooh,
1: fuck. Yes. So, Mr. Black said that both the Catholics and the Protestants in the area that he lives were devastated by it.
0: So, like, most people, probably reasonable didn't want there to be much right. violence and bloodshed. Yeah.
1: And while this is already a hard time of year for him, mm-hmm. that tweet just made everything so much worse. Oh my
0: god, yeah, dude. I mean, again, like, I just, I always think of this happening so long ago, but like, yeah, people are still alive who that happened to, and they're not that old.
1: Like- yeah. The brother of one of the people that was murdered said, he's not sorry for the video that he posted, he's sorrier for what happened in the aftermath. If there's any decency left in McEldeth's DNA, he should resign. Did he? Yes.
0: Yay! <laughs> Probably for the best.
1: Yes. He uh, he got the truth out about the Sinn Féin and their true feelings, because that's what was basically represented. Sinn Féin is one of the Republican... Parties. They have historically, don't know if you're ready for this. They've historically been associated with the IRA, Oh, weird. which is one of the reasons why they had such a hard time fully admitting that this was carried out by the IRA. That's
0: fucking weird. I wonder how that works. Yeah, there was no collusion. Absolutely. Nope, nope, no, no collusion, collusion whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> That's my. T- Do you like my Trump? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> It's very bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God.
1: So, he was heavily condemned for this choice.
0: And it was a choice.
1: It was a choice. And he did resign. So, I mean, at least that had a happy ending of... The internet took him down.
0: Hey, you know, um...
1: Because even though he... Tried to delete the videos, they were still there.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure people saved the shit out of those. Offices. Oh yeah, I could
1: find it. Yeah, yeah, I found it. It nice. was saved.
0: Ooh, because uh, yeah. it's
1: one of those like you see it on Twitter. You're like screenshot, screenshot, mm-hmm. download.
0: That's why there were so many of those pictures when you did that Google image search. Like, yeah, it, people were saving that left and right. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Nothing really ever goes away on the internet. I feel like especially older people nope. just do not understand. Yeah. I mean, younger people too sometimes, but like. My dude, screenshot is a thing.
1: Yeah. Not good. So, summarize. The Troubles. There were over 4,000 deaths.
0: total For the Troubles? That Holy I can shit. find.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a lot.
1: <laughs> the Republican paramilitaries, so the IRA and its associates, are listed as possibly killing... Between 2,000 to 3,500 people. The state forces, so like the Irish state forces, were responsible for 368 deaths. And then the Loyalists were responsible for over 1,000. So, over 30 years. That adds up.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm eating a cupcake, everyone, because I'm sad inside.
1: I'm just gonna let you finish chewing before you keep talking, because we're no, very close. I'm dumb, and I don't like it. <laughs>
0: you literally did the same thing to me at the beginning of the podcast.
1: I sat over this way though. Uh huh.
0: All right. I feel. So like, yeah. I feel. Here's the thing. I've been trying to think of something. I've been trying to think of a way that we can not directly steal from other podcasts, but have a lighthearted ending to this motherfucker. Sometimes, you know. Like. MFM does the things that are making them happy this week. Yeah. I think, um, This Is Why We Drink actually does the opposite, where they talk about why they drink at the beginning (laughs) of the podcast, and it's usually not something great.
1: Yeah.
0: One of them just told a story about how they were caressed on the butt by a ghost.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why does this shit never happen to me? I want to be
0: caressed on the butt by a ghost
1: so bad. No, you don't. I do. I've been stabbed by a ghost. No, you don't.
0: Okay, that's different. (laughs) I want to just like have like a nice, like, hey, hey,
1: baby. I also had a ghost throw a stuffed animal at my head, so. That sounds
0: rad, too. No, it really wasn't. Just like a sweet, sweet ghost caress. Okay, well,
1: I could take you to one of the haunted bars in La Crosse and we could see what happens. Just stick my butt. Just buy the ghost a beer. How am I going to know? How do
0: I know if the ghost even likes beer?
1: Well. If what if the
0: ghost is gluten-free?
1: Then buy it a cider.
0: What if the ghost is non-corporeal and it would just go through its whole body and be a puddle on the floor? Then
1: buy it a ghost cider. So I should walk
0: into the popcorn tavern mm-hmm. and say, hi, I need a ghost cider for my ghost
1: friend. So where were you going with this? i was just wondering if we should tell... <laughs>
0: I well, we should talk about things that make us happy. Just, like, something that's happy. Like, what's something that you did this week or, like, a thing that you read or watched or just, like, fucking heard about that made you happy so that we don't have to end this podcast on a horrible note every single time.
1: You go. I was
0: going <laughs> to talk about the TV I've been watching. Um, <laughs> so I just finished uh, The End of the Fucking World, um, and I'm going to go ahead and recommend it. It's super good. It's on Netflix. It's an eight-episode So far, just one season. I don't know if they're getting renewed. I certainly hope so. It ended on quite the cliffhanger. Um, But it's super good. And don't let anybody tell you that it's a fucked up Joker-Harley Quinn relationship because I saw that shit going around and it's like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Like, just read between the lines on some shit and everything that you're citing happens in the first episode. So calm the fuck down. But it's a really good show about some teenagers, uh, one of whom thinks he's a, a psychopath and wants to kill the other one. But then, like, but then it becomes not that pretty, pretty, pretty swiftly. And it's kind of just an adorable relationship between two fucked up teens from Britain. I love it. It's really good. Also, I started watching The Good Place, and I could die for how happy that makes me. It's really good.
1: Um... Well, on February either 15th or 16th, Mm. BB-8 will be getting a friend.
0: Oh, she's got a big, uh, stuffed BB-8 It's in the got, corner.
1: it's got little bunny ears on it. What
0: the fuck are you getting?
1: One that has a heart.
0: Wait, like another BB-8? Yeah. But he has a heart on him? Yeah. I was hoping you were gonna get the, what is the one, what's the evil one? Is it like, it's like BBE-9 or something I like that? I think so.
1: They didn't have him. They did have R2-D2, though. Oh, son of a a B. Yeah.
0: I want a giant life-size C-3PO.
1: No. <laughs> No,
0: I actually super don't want that. He's the goddamned worst.
1: Also, I am seeing Black Panther on opening night.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: That's I'm excited some news. about that.
0: Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Hey, if you guys have anything cool that uh, you think we should be watching or that you want us to be as excited about as you are, um, you should let us know.
1: Or if you've ever been caressed by a ghost.
0: Oh my god, I want to hear if you've ever been touched by a ghost.
1: Or stabbed by a ghost.
0: Infinitely better than touched by an angel. Mm. I do not want to hear about your touched by an angel stories. I want you to be touched by a ghost.
1: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get less creepy for a second? Not even for a second. Okay, cool. Hey, what's our Twitter again? We even set
0: our Twitter in a minute. That's
1: a great question. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Fuck, I needed you to remember that. Damn it! Isn't it uh uh-oh feeling cast?
1: Yes! Yes, it's we- uh oh feeling cast. I totally knew that. I didn't just try to open my computer to look it up at and all. And we definitely remembers. So yeah, you should tweet at us at
0: the uh oh feeling cast. You can also
1: we definitely check our Twitter.
0: We do. I mean, oops, sort
1: of. my mouse just fell.
0: <laughs> but also, you can email us any of your cool stories. We're still always looking for survival stories, but also just like, man, if a ghost has ever touched anywhere near or around your Ghiblies, I really fucking want to hear about it. I don't. So, um, uh oh, dot da dailygravy at gmail.com. Yes. Thanks. And guys. make
1: sure you put that attention, Taylor.
0: Yeah. A um, ghost
1: touched in or around or near Mike Ghibli's. Yes,
0: if you put Ghibli's in uh, the title, I will be for sure reading it probably out loud to Emily on the Damn podcast. It. Um, Get fucking wrecked. All wow. Right. Thank you guys for sticking with us. It's been a fun one. No one hasn't. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: Next time will be a fun one. Next time will
0: be a fun one. I need to find something that's going to rival a crocodile on an airplane.
1: Good luck with that. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: This has been a daily gravy production. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey Liz, do you remember that movie that came out a couple years ago with like the f- five guys and the and the one woman?
0: I don't know, Maggie. Can you be a little more specific?
1: Um, the the woman had to dress up like really, really sexy, like slits up her legs and boobs all over the place. The I'm guys, what? the guys just got to wear their normal clothes.
0: Gosh, uh, thinking about it, that sounds like um every movie ever made
1: do you want to make a podcast about it
0: i think we should we should make a podcast because movies and tv need more girls yeah they do and what would we call it
1: cool story needs more girls
0: i like it and where would we release it
1: uh let's do it with the daily gravy
0: when every other monday perfect
1: see you there